Hello and welcome to episode 183 of section 138. The Blue Jays are back, baseball is back, the new CBA is agreed to. We need the owners to vote on it at 6 p.m. today, which is probably about the time you're listening to this. And then all hell is going to break loose in terms of MLB spring training, in terms of free agent signing, in terms of arbitration hearings, in terms of the Rule 5 draft, which we've now learned has been canceled for this year. But there's so much happening in baseball, and finally there's a smile on all of our faces. A new CBA is here. The season is starting on April 7th slash April 8th. Guys, I don't even need to ask, how are you? Like last week, it's the exact opposite of that, but same circumstances. Guys, how are you? Oh my god. Um, first of all, let me just make it very clear. We cannot do this ever again. What a roller coaster after what we had throughout the entire winter, what we had last week, pretty much the mood on all of us, and then all of a sudden, another week where it felt like it was going to be false hope and everything was going to be misleading. They got it done today, finally. Everything, we have baseball in 2022, 162 games, Jacobs expanded playoffs, the Blue Jays are back, this is exciting for baseball, oh my god, I, I, words cannot describe how I feel other than that right now. I am completely stunned, I'm completely shocked, and I can't wait for the chaos to start at 6pm. Yeah, it looked like down at the wires coming down to international draft conversations and the talks of uh, forcing the Players Association to give up their grievances on a couple of things and the qualifying offer was part of that final set of negotiations. It didn't even come down to the money at that point because we had already kind of gotten to the middle point on money but we had these other issues that kept being brought up but finally the deal is done almost ratified. Jacob how you doing? I am... I'm in I'm in shock, I think is the best way to put it, because as I said to you guys, I was I was part of the roller coaster where I was like, okay, it's a deal's getting done at midnight or two AM and then we wake up and then it's just like actually there's no deal and the conversation was completely negative the next day. So for me, I'm it's almost like I just got hit with a brick because it's like where did this come from? We finally have baseball. I would like two more teams in the expanded playoffs, but I'm not I'm not even gonna talk about that. We're gonna I'm fine with the current format. All I care about is in one week, we'll be watching some form of baseball, and my I think my very pessimistic prediction of no baseball this year, take that, toss it in the trash, because we, we finally have baseball. I'm just happy this is done. It, it, it's not even sinking in. I'm just, I'm in anticipation for six o'clock. It's, we've got, what, an hour and a half till then, and then it's just, uh, have your phones charged and pray to God that Blue Jays make a big splash. Yeah, we're not even talking the, you know, weeks time till we get baseball again. Like, I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm looking forward until 6 p.m. when everything starts to go crazy. You know there's going to be some players who sign within the first five minutes. You know there's going to be some trades that go down. Whether or not teams were supposed to be talking about these things over the, you know, 99 days we had since December 1st, you know there's going to be some stuff that happens over that span, so... I'm looking forward to that tonight, and it is going to be absolute mayhem, but before we talk about that, we do have to put our on our final words about the labor negotiations and everything that has happened. Um, we're getting some of the final numbers in terms of the CBA. Um, Evan Drellick from The Athletic is letting us know that um, some of the final numbers, the pre-arbitration bonus pool is at $50 million. Players wanted $65 million, if you remember, 
So I don't totally get what they want there. But even just the establishment of the pre-R bonus pool is a big thing. And it's something like, you know, we talk about how the um, competitive balance tax was instituted as something that was just supposed to be a tax and to curb runaway spending. But it's turned into over the years into effectively a salary cap. I think the players are trying to introduce this new system to get players money and we may see it become more as the years progress. Um, another thing we've seen, minimum salary. Final numbers are at $700,000 and it increases by uh, $20,000 each year of the CBA to the point where it's going to get to $780,000 a year for minimum salary. At the end of it, we're seeing the competitive balance tax land between $230 million to start escalators take it to 244 million by the end of the deal um universal designated hitter in terms of uh one of the many rule changes that we're seeing in this cba um the amateur draft is going to be 20 rounds which is something we saw a sneak peek of last year and now it's something that is official firm it's going to be there and then players can be optioned five times per year which is again something we'd seen a little bit that's coming up as something that is uh new in this cba and that's just the surface of it we know that they are going to eventually institute a international draft, but they are waiting until the number was, I think, mid-July um, to figure out all the details around that. We had all the drama yesterday with David Ortiz coming out against the international draft and all those kinds of things, but it's water under the bridge. Um, as far as the deals go, as far as the deal that we have right now in front of us, what are your guys' thoughts? I, All I will say is I am happy it is over. I'm happy we do not need to anticipate a, another 2 a.m. or midnight just explosion. But I think overall, I'm just I'm very happy that it's done. It was it was so weird because basically this entire day yesterday, it was the teams, the owners or the players association and the owners. They're close on pretty much every number. And then it was, OK, well, now we want an international draft. And then it was, OK, well, like how many more issues are you going to really institute before we just get a CBA done? And you know what? I think the best way to put it, I'm happy that it, it happened. I'm happy that they were able to come together. The one thing that is a little interesting is for most people or most casual fans, they have no idea, I think, what we're talking about in terms of CBT and, and you know, this all these things. Like I have siblings and, and family members that if I tell them the CBA is, is over, it's negotiated, it's done, they won't even know what CBA means. But for the diehard fans, this is... A very good day of baseball and in terms of the actual rule changes not too sure how i feel about the bases yet i mean maybe it's just because it was my first impression in a comparison between the, the current base and the new base maybe that kind of messed with my eyes a little bit happy that there's now expanded playoffs as i've been happy and expressed that i'll be happy about for probably two years now but I like I'm just happy that this is over it's dealt with and I'm happy that the two sides were able to come together because I think it's fair to say they knew the pressure was on them and I'm talking about both sides like yes we can blame the owners as much as we want and it's probably justified in a lot of senses this is still a two-way street and it was a negotiation between two parties at least they were able to come together not ruin the sport of baseball as it's now flooding Twitter everywhere and you know poor Jeff Passan had a little bit of a rough day today but um, you know if you're a reporter this is a fantastic day Bob Nightingale definitely uh, revived himself there but I'm just I'm excited to see that baseball is officially back 
and it's official. Like, that's the thing. It's not us saying we hope or the plan is. Like, it's official. It's Thursday. Next Thursday, we will have baseball to watch. And I think that's the biggest thing. And if you're Major League Baseball, you want fans to come back, tell them you got a game next week. And I think the sport's in good hands. Could we just talk about what the word deadline means for a second <laughs> for the MLB's version and our version of deadline? We have seen a February 28th deadline. We have seen a deadline from pretty much another or a couple nights ago where another week of games was pretty much wiped out. We saw a deadline today at 3 p.m. Eastern time, although apparently this was the actual deadline now in terms of getting votes and pretty much the players counting it. And um, yeah, I mean, crazy to believe everything. And when you look at it, too, we knew that this was coming two years ago. We spoke about it during the COVID shutdown. It found, and unfortunately, that day finally came. It was 99 days, almost 100 days, and we are finally at the end of it, pretty much unexpectedly so, when everyone had their, you know, everyone lost faith in terms of um, just in terms of the progress, in terms of the misleading from the owners and this and that, and especially that came a couple nights ago because what happened a couple days ago and what really threw me off and it pretty much threw everybody off was this international draft topic. Now, everyone figured that once the core economics were figured out, that was the runaway. And all of a sudden, this international draft topic came up out of nowhere. Now, we I have my personal opinion on it, but I don't want to be too negative about it. So I think I'm just going to leave it and let it slide. I think the important thing is, though, for those who don't really understand what it is, and personally, I still don't understand what it is myself too much. I'm still trying to educate myself on it. I'm glad that both sides have come to kind of a compromise to give them time to try and do this properly because it feels like this draft has you know, impacts on hundreds of players and thousands of players in Venezuela and the Dominican Republic. And the fact that this was kind of just thrown up as a roadblock really threw me off and it pretty much threw every fans off. But now when you look at it from the MLB PA standpoint, we understand what the goal was. They came into this offseason trying to manipulate or trying to eliminate the manipulation of tanking, service time, getting younger players paid. And when you come away with this, I think it's a win for the MLBPA. I really do think they came in, they accomplished their goal, they stood their ground, they didn't cave to the owners, and at the end of the day, the or the players wanted to play. And that's pretty much what the results showed. What shocks me is that the executive council committee, or the committee, which consists of eight players, including you know Max Scherzer, uh, Andrew Miller, Marcus Simeon, you know, and of course, five other players, they all voted against the CBA. It was 0 for 8. And you need 20 out of 38 to ratify a deal, or sorry, to make an agreement on a deal for a majority. And once we heard that was happening, I think a lot of us, our stomachs dropped. But then to see the results, the shocking results of the players from, you know, the just the players in general, the rest of the league wanting to play, it really does show that that's what it came down to while they did accomplish their goal. Um, you get a 9% rise on the CBT threshold. That's more money. You get a 23% rise on the minimum salary. You get new internet. You get new bonus money for arbitration eligible players because again, this is a new idea that they threw in this year. So 50 million of bonus money is added. Um, the qualifying offer again. This is part of the international draft stipulations. We don't know if that's coming back or not, but it appears it will be going away. I guess for the time being. And we get a universal DH. What we saw in 2020. Jacob, your expanded playoffs. I never <laughs> want to hear it from you again. We are getting it. And um, the uh, the draft lottery, that's coming. 
Full service time for Rookie of the Year. So this was a win for the MLBPA. And in terms of the playoff, I guess, structure so far, I believe the specifics are it is the top two division winners get a bye, and then the rest of the four uh, teams play. So it shows that the first two division winners, that is going to be the crucial playoff spots because that's pretty much secures a bye to the next round. But we'll get into a lot. We'll get into more of that, obviously, down the road when the time comes. But you know what? It was very divided. We understand how ugly it did get. The owners, it just felt like they weren't going to, you know, start negotiating at all. But it finally it finally got to the point where they began to negotiate. They began to finally make concessions because the players were doing that pretty much for the entire time. And once that happens, the concessions were made by both sides where you see one side coming down, you see one side going up, and that is called meeting in the middle. That is exactly what they needed. They figured it out. Knowing the difference of money they had at the beginning of February, I think it was almost $100 million apart in certain aspects in terms of the bonus money. The, th- the CBT thresholds were crazy. They finally get close. They hammer out the details today. The first thing they did today was solve that international draft problem because that was holding it up originally. They solve that. They meet in the middle. Thank goodness for the sport of baseball. It is taking over Twitter Jeff Passon's in the NFTs now. I don't know what is happening today other than just the amount, the, the sport taking over Twitter. The Blue Jays are back in particular. We know how exciting this team is. We understand the potential this team has. It's going to be a heck of a year. And Joe Biagini signs the day the, CB, or the CBA is agreed to. This was a roller coaster that as much as it had its bright spots, it had its low, it, it did have its low points. And I firmly would like to announce that after today, for the next five years at least, we will not be talking about collective bargaining ever again. We are talking about the Blue Jays, thank goodness, and we cannot wait for spring training next week. We can't wait for opening day, 162 games. The game is going to be better, thank God. I think that's one of the things that is lost in all of this is the fact that we are about to see Blue Jays baseball. Like, we've talked a lot about how this team is shaping up to be one of the best in the American League, and we've been deprived of that for what we thought was a surety. We've been deprived of that for, you know, 99 days, even just the actual baseball analysis of who's going to help this team, where is this team going to be in 2022. We haven't had that, and now we get to talk about that. So I think that's one of the most exciting parts that we probably aren't focusing on a lot here. Um, And yeah, Bryson, there was a lot of chaos today. There was Joe Biagini signing, but there was also Jeff Passan losing his Twitter account. There was, you know, these last-minute things about dropping um, the grievance filings by the MLPA. There was so much chaos going on, and just the past few weeks there have been with you know, Bob Nightingale having poetry on Twitter, um, John Heyman saying that MLB is scared of ghosts. There's been so much going on, but thank goodness we are here at the finish line. And like you said, um, I think hands down, this is advantageous to the MLBPA. I think what we saw for maybe one of the first times is that they stood their ground. Um, first time in at least, you know, 20, 25 years since 1994, that they stood their ground against the owners trying to get what they wanted. And it worked out. The owners did cave on some things. Now, obviously, the players didn't get everything they wanted. It's a negotiation at the end of the day, and you have to give and take where you want it. But I think the players stood their ground, and they were successful in getting what they wanted to get. So that's super exciting. You're super happy for the players in that regard, and you're super happy. Like, bottom line, as much as we did support the players, 
we would have been really frustrated if we ended up losing, you know, what we thought we were really frustrated after losing one week, what was turning into two weeks and potentially more. Um, you're really happy that all this crap is done. And uh, I think this was, pro- I, you know, as much as we talk about very loose deadlines and how there was MLB saying, oh, we're going to cancel games now. Uh, just kidding. We're going to cancel games now. Wait a second. Give us an extra week. We'll cancel games now. So there was a lot of that, you know, changing the boundaries and making the rules up as you go along. But I think today probably was, or at least if not today, this week was the last time when MLB could get a deal done and not have substantial problems as a result of it. Because once you actually start missing games for real, you enter into the territory of talking about service time, talking about salaries, whether you prorate them, whether players get full salaries. And then the MLBPA was saying, if we don't get a full season, we're not giving you expanded playoffs at all. We're sticking to 10 teams. So if they didn't get a deal done before that point was actually reached, it would have been very hard and we would have been entering the situation that we've talked about, about missing a month or more of the season. So thank goodness they got it done now. Thank goodness they're getting 162 in and geez, just cannot wait for the Toronto Blue Jays to be playing baseball again. So let's talk about the Blue Jays. Free agency, 6 p.m. today. Like what's happening? Like are we going to see... Is Freddie Freeman going to become a Blue Jay in the next 24 hours? Is Jose Ramirez going to become a Blue Jay in the next 24 hours? Um, What are you guys expecting out of the next 24, 48, 72 hours? To put it lightly, I am expecting to have absolutely no idea how this is going to go. Because, keep in mind, this isn't just the Blue Jays. It's not as if it's the end of the season. What I think it's November 1st or the, the first day after the World Series where free agency opens. Like... These are. This is an entire league that was going haywire for a, for like a week, and then they were shut down for three months, and now it's about to be haywire again. There's a few other words I'd like to describe it as ape, uh, ape crap. Like it's it's about to go very very crazy, and I don't see. Here's the thing: they're obviously going to be player players signed within these next couple hours. Like I'm sure there are negotiations happening right now. You just can't officially send it into the league until uh actually it's not even six o'clock it's it's whenever the owners uh basically vote and confirm on everything so it could be i mean it could be right now for all we know but it's most likely going to be six just to confirm they they are meeting at six o'clock yeah so So that's when it's going to happen yeah it'll be six o'clock but in terms of what i think is going to happen i think that i have no idea what's going to happen i mean i can predict I, I th- that's really the best way I can put it. I would love to see Jose Ramirez and I'd love to see Freddie Freeman. I think I think one of them is likely whether that is within the next couple days or hours, I have no idea because we don't know what went on behind the scenes within the teams and the players and the owners uh, or the players agents. All we know is that Lee, you couldn't officially make any moves. But going into 6 p.m., I think the best way to put it is just have just sit back and enjoy the ride like it's i i think uh what we're probably going to see i know ben nicholson smith put out a tweet with all of the top free agents and really only a couple of them i think are realistic for the blue jays probably freeman um you know you look at guys like bryant and although i'd probably not not very likely with chris bryant but i'm thinking they're gonna make a big splash they did before the deadline uh, for the cba or before the expiration date they are going to make a big move. And I'm not saying it's going to be a pitcher. I don't think it's going to be a pitcher. 
I think there's only so many pitchers uh, you can have, and there's only so many spots on the on the rotation. Although I'd very very much welcome somebody. I'm going to say they're going to make a big splash for an infielder, and it's probably going to be somebody that we've mentioned a million times before. Whether it's a third baseman, whether it's unlikely that it's Freddie Freeman, I know obviously these guys have a lot of options, but I'm I'm anticipating something big within the next 72 hours. I'm not guaranteeing within the next couple hours, but within these next uh, three days, I'm saying by Saturday night into Sunday, we are probably going to be here talking about the unexpected happening and seeing Freddie Freeman or Jose Ramirez or Chris Bryant or somebody. So I have high hopes and big expectations. And so it'll, it'll be a lot of fun, even for the rest of the league. I'm just so happy to see this back and and ready to see the mayhem unfold. Honestly, Jacob, I think I'm even more optimistic than you are. I really think that the Jays are going to be in this. Like they, we already know, I spoke about it. I think a couple weeks ago, they had an increase of their budget. We know that. And really, they have a lot of work to do still. I mean, we know that the holes they have, and I think it's well known that Ross Atkins is going to be going crazy at 6 p.m. Like, I am expecting big moves. And the thing, I guess, that kind of differentiates from you is not only do I think they're going after an infielder, but I do think they're going to go after a starting pitcher, and I think they're going to look at the bullpen as well. You have one open slot in the rotation that most likely, you know, you can get through or you can get by without it, but this team needs to get better, and they will get better, and I really do think that they're going to entertain that market. Now, the infielders, I think, is pretty much a lock because we know that they are still kind of, they still have that hole from Marcus Simeon, and we know there's so many names out there that we've discussed. Of course, there's Freddie Freeman, and we've had so many debates even before the lockout is if, if he's a fit here or if he's not a fit here. We know that they've been tied to Trevor Story from previous years. We know they're tied to Chris Bryant before the lockout, and there's so many other names. I guess this just goes throughout the entire market of baseball. The top free agents are, going from what you mentioned of Ben Nicholson's tweet, Jacob, was Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, Chris Bryant, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, Carlos Rodon, Michael Conforto. So those are lots of names out there. Now, we all know there's a fascination with this team as well of getting a left-handed at-bat. Furthermore, does that support the idea of Freddie Freeman? Well, I don't know if it's so much of a necessity, but it is something that they're looking at, which also leaves that door open for Jose Ramirez as well, who's a trade candidate. So there's so many names out here, and it's just it's hard for me to, in particular, I guess, select one of these guys because there's so many pathways that this team can go on, and I'm sure they've planned for it. So the only thing I'm going to take away from it, though, when it comes to these names, expect the Jays to be involved somehow or in some way. And I think as time goes on, they're going to limit their list. They're going to limit their targets. But right now, I really do think all these guys available, you know, you can't really rule it out besides, you know, minus a few guys, obviously. But and then, of course, you have the starting pitching market that is still there. You have maybe some reinforcements as well that they'll add to the bullpen. I still think that's not, a, uh, I think, you know, still a lock that they try and do that and add to their bullpen. So this team's got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of work to do. But again, I think you said it, Jacob. Every team's in the same boat. Now, however, in terms of being aggressive and being ready to spend, the Jays got to be up there with the other teams that are willing to do so as well. They are up there in terms of that, I guess, half of the league who are going to be ready to go compared to the other half of the leagues. But yes, expect chaos throughout baseball and expect one of these moves within who who God, God knows what, sorry, in the next couple of days. Expect one of those guys as well to be the Blue Jays' involvement. And what did Freddie Freeman, not Freddie Freeman, what did Kevin Gosman say before he signed? He signed here because he was expecting this team to be very, very good. That's another selling point. You know, you want to, if you're Freddie Freeman, why not run it back with your hometown team? So 
I'm just putting that out there. This team's got money. This team's got a very, very promising future, so it's going to be very exciting. Just uh, one update on the Freddie Freeman hunt. Uh, there is a reporter who's Here we go. saying... Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's already starting that the Yankees are, quote, expected to engage with star Freddie Freeman with free agency set to start ASAP. Still on the table is what the reporter is told. So the Yankees are going to be involved. We know, or at least we think we know, the Blue Jays are going to be involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be a little bit more specific than you guys in terms of my predictions. I think um, in the next 24 hours, between 6 p.m. tonight and 6 p.m. tomorrow night, we're going to see one of... Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, or Jose Ramirez become a Blue Jay. Wow. That's my prediction. I love that. Who knows whether it comes true. I'm certainly hoping it does. We did see one reporter, and I forget who it was now, but say that teams are going to be um, looking to get um, you know certainty over a deal in the next week. They're going to be looking to overpay because they value certainty over actually getting, you know, what their money is worth out of a player. So I think we'll see the Blue Jays be involved in that market, certainly. And one of Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, or Jose Ramirez becomes a Blue Jay. Um, I do want to bring up some more specific numbers that we just got from the CBA. Um, March 13th is mandatory spring training report date for all teams with the exception of players who are struggling with visa issues, which is another thing that we got to figure out over the next two, three weeks before opening day. And speaking of opening day, opening day is officially set for April 7th. And the other games that are missed in the meantime will be made up as uh, made up as part of doubleheaders throughout the season. And I think there was someone who mentioned, yes, Marley Rivera mentioned that a three-game series will be added at the end of the year. And then the other games are going to be made up through doubleheaders throughout the season. So that's everything that's happening. We are very, very excited. Um, we want to keep this podcast short because we know stuff is going to be happening in approximately an hour and 15 minutes from now. But um, any final thoughts from you guys or things you want to add before we wrap it up? I don't know if we mentioned this, but I will just say it. The runner on second base to start uh, yes. extra innings. That is, I almost said, I almost said overtime because I've been so highlighted or so invested in the and Leafs, but... And the seven-inning doubleheaders and are that, also gone. Those two, Thank those goodness. can go into the basement, and those can never come back. Those were the. I didn't mind the rules. Thank God they're gone, though. I'll put it that way. Just please make extra innings the way that it used to be and the way that it should be. I agree with all of that, and we are going to see the doubleheaders, like Mark you mentioned. Those games are going to be made up. Final takeaway: We deserve 162. We're getting 162. We're getting a shortened spring training, so you know what? We need to take advantage of this and enjoy every game of spring training to do our best to do that. Enjoy the chaos in terms of off-season stuff during spring training. Those are pretty much my final thoughts, and um, when it comes to that, the next time we're talking, hopefully we're talking about a massive Blue Jays splash in terms of a transaction, and I don't think it's crazy to assume that we will be getting one, so stay tuned. Baseball's back. Baseball is better today. A win, I think, for everyone. A compromise for everyone. Now let's stop with this labor stuff. Let's start talking about Blue Jays baseball. Okay. Final two notes I have. One, advertisements on the jerseys and helmets are happening. It's confirmed by, I believe it's Jeff Passan who just confirmed that. And then the second thing is, I'm wearing a Vladdy jersey right now. I just want quick, how many home runs is he going to hit this year? Because I'm so excited to 
watch him again. I what did he hit last year? It was forty forty five. I'm gonna say fifty. Is it forty eight? I think it was forty. It was close to fifty. Wow. I, I think I said fifty like six ish months ago, but I don't know. All I can say you said you have a Vladdy jersey. I finally updated my collection. I got a Bobachet jersey. Finally can go. throw that one out and or throw that one on and. Oh, it's good to have baseball back, but I'm I'm gonna put fifty. Jacob, I'm surprised because I, from what I remember, I think I we did some sort of over under thing a few months ago, and you guys looked at me like I had three heads when I said he was gonna hit fifty home runs. I like the optimism. Welcome to the okay. club, even though if you don't even remember you said that, you I did. Don't. But yes, fifty plus, it's happening. Let's go. MVP. I need a number. I need a number. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Okay. I'm going to go, I think I've said this before, but I'm going 46. I think he's going to hit fewer than he normally, or fewer than he did last season, but I think it's going to come at a cost of he's going to be getting more base hits, more walks, and he's going to be insane. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, With all that being said, we'll probably be back here in about like three hours talking (laughs) about a big deal that the Jays just made. But until then, we'll catch you next time. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash section138pod. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Section138Pod. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, just help spread the word about what we're doing here. And baseball is back. We'll catch you next time.